Pram, Born, Bay, B, Moy. Drop. What's going on? Welcome back to the Ranting Bananas. I'm here with my mate Steve, but let me introduce myself first. I'm Chris, half Vietnamese, half Chinese, born and raised in England. Steve, what sort of banana are you? I am half English and half Cambodian. Tell us where you are. I'm, I'm in Taipei, Taiwan. Me and Steve met each other at university, and yeah, we, we started coming to Asia when we were very young, but the first time that we were here together was in 2013. Yeah, it was a pretty fun trip, wasn't it? Together in Taiwan or Cambodia? Cambodia, first time in Asia. Uh, we've had quite a few interesting trips, so it depends which one you're talking about, but yeah. Oh, mate, we could go on. We could delve into some of the crazy ones, <laughs> but yeah. What's been happening recently, and then we can delve into like how we know each other and all that shit. What's been happening recently in terms of what's well, going on in Taiwan? We haven't seen each other. When was the last time we saw each other? Uh, no, it was when you came to Taiwan last summer. We were all sick. Oh, we man, all caught the... Corona. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we caught the coronavirus. <laughs> this oh, coronavirus yeah. is crazy, though. Oh, mate. I've just read this article today that someone shared. It's apparently now airborne. So I, 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 I saw that as well. So um, not only is it contagious in terms of like touching. It's, it spreads through the droplets when people droplets. sneeze and yeah, cough. And, right, exactly. And then there's like if you physically touch it and then now it's airborne. Pretty much it's just evolving so quickly. We're all going to fucking die. Well, um, today I think so China was supposed to actually go back to work today. Um, but I heard that they... They've locked down Beijing and Shanghai. So they're only reporting 900 deaths, but I don't know. It seems like <laughs> that that's that the minimum, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And the fact that it started seems like they're, so much longer before as well. Apparently it started in like September and they're only, you know, they only started shutting down stuff when it like leaked into the media. And then the whistleblower was like, oh, it's fucked. Yeah. Well, things over here. Uh, you can't buy any masks. Wow. You can't buy any hand ta- sanitizer. Um, people are starting to buy out the toilet paper. I don't know why they... I mean, you can wash your bum in the shower. It's not <laughs> like it's an absolute necessity. You know, exactly. You, for a reason. you guys have the hose over there, don't you? Uh, yeah, it's called the shower head. <laughs> no, but like a dedicated butt hose. I don't, actually. Not in my current apartment, but I have had one before, yeah. You sh- yeah, they have it in Thailand, right? The butt hose? Yeah, yeah I think it's... I, I can't live without it now, but I thought you had a Japanese toilet, or is this a new apartment you've moved no, into? No, that's my, that's my older apartment. I've moved to a new one, which is slightly less expensive, so I've had to cut down on the luxuries of Japanese toilets. <laughs> sure, that I was amazing, it. I mate. do miss it, yeah. I do miss did you it. Have, did they have toilet warmer seats? Like, did it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Toilet oh. warm... Everything, yeah, the whole shebang it was fantastic. Oh, mate. But um, I actually got quite lucky with this whole virus thing because I recently went to Manila before the virus like got out in the media. Um, you know, there was the um, volcanic eruption in, uh, I've forgotten the name of the place, but it's about three hours south of Manila. Yeah. And I was actually supposed to go visit it, but obviously couldn't. So I bought this uh, N99 
mask protecting me from the ash. And that was before this virus broke out. And now I luckily have this amazing mask and it's impossible to get it now. That's awesome. What what about the filters? Because don't they have like different the sort filter of filters? Is, yeah, the filter is N99. Okay, okay. So that's 99% filtration. So it's actually it's quite difficult to breathe in. It's very, uh, it's not even letting in oxygen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to carry around a tank. Fuck me, Jesus, man. So, are you not worried about it at all? How, like, how are you dealing yeah. with it? Apart oh, from I'm the worried. I'm, I'm wearing the mask um, all the time. I've been, uh, I've been t- so in Taiwan. We have the MRT, which is basically the subway. I've can't. I'm gonna stop taking that now. I've started going to work earlier so I can miss the rush hour, but I think I'm going to just... I don't know if taking taxis are better or not, because obviously they still carry people, but it's not as many people. Yeah, I'm washing my hands everywhere I go, spraying them with alcohol. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit worried that it could blow out. Just like... I mean, it seems like Hong Kong might be in trouble. Oh, they're definitely in trouble, mate. Like, the thing you were talking about, toilet paper. So my sister's based there, and... All the supermarkets don't have any toilet paper. People are buying in such bulk that she had to fly to Vietnam to buy all this shit and then go back to Hong Kong. It's fucking crazy, mate. Like, the the panic is so real because they, like, despise China so much that they know they're lying about the numbers of people infected. So it's, like, scaring, like, everybody. And, like, yeah, she, she, she got me really panicked right at the beginning and then when statistics were out i was like oh it's a two percent death rate it's more infectious than the sars but it's, it's killed less people it's usually like the older or younger people with like their immune systems not great so i've actually become less like less scared of it uh, so i'm just like oh fuck it i'll stroll around with a mask of the mrt mate i'm just like yeah all right whatever but <laughs> but i don't know yeah i shouldn't be doing that right i don't know man i mean some of the stuff um i've seen come out on social media videos and stuff it's a bit scary because you know that they are hiding the real actual numbers i think they only they only just let in one person of the um world health organization in today only one they've like they rejected numerous attempts from them so that says to me that they are facing their yeah they're in the shit basically they're in the shit but what what happens if this turns into the zombie apocalypse mate what are you um, gonna do well, how are you gonna protect I'm, yourself well no no i've got i've got 10 bottles of water in my drawer <laughs> that, that's it that's it two liter bottles that can last me a couple of weeks that's true how much yeah. food do you have not a lot okay not right. a lot. i i did actually go this weekend looking for non-perishable food but i mean taiwan supermarkets is very uh, how do i put it it's not very western so yeah i mean it's just buying canned stuff in you know ramen it's not really something you want to be eating but i don't even want to stock up on it because i don't really want to have to eat through it yeah exactly it's not the healthiest but you'll be alive for a while yeah yeah um yeah we'll see what happens i think the next uh two weeks will actually show us how bad it is yeah, I wonder also, like, the the World Health Organization, like, representative who went there, will what they write and what they document also be scanned through and, like, allowed? Like, oh, yeah, you can't report that, mate, and cross that out. Or will it be completely independent 
research or you know journalism oh mate it's fucking crazy like i wouldn't be want to be that representative because they pro- could probably just detain you like like just well, like that they, you know yeah I, well to be honest they've been um uh how do i say they haven't been very urgent on this matter like they would in the beginning, they were saying, oh, China's doing a really good job. And this was like back when it was like less than 5,000 infected. But they've kind of been understating it and just not seeing it as like a huge pandemic. I mean, it's, I don't know if it, it qualifies as a pandemic yet, but it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, I saw in England today that they're actually uh, been sending out some warnings that this could get worse. So we'll see. There's but yeah, cases. there's a few cases in England, right? already so but yeah the 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 common cold or or the flu kills forty thousand people a year in the u.s alone last year so in terms of numbers of death it hasn't and i think pandemics it it means that right like even though if it's like it's uh uh, i think it's basically an outbreak on on two continents okay 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 so i mean it's just mainly asia um obviously there are cases in europe and the u.s but it's not so as far as we know, because we don't know how many cases there truly are, but yeah, from what's reported, what they found, it's not enough to call it a pandemic. Tell me about your your trip in Manila, mate. It looked amazing. What did you get up to? Like oh, the weddings, the fucking island. Yeah, Manila is fantastic. Um, so that was my first time in Manila, and I actually really liked it. And I've heard bad things. Uh, not not necessarily bad things, but I hadn't heard it was like amazing or anything. Um, the food was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. Um, I've been told it's really unhealthy, but it was uh, some of the best food I've had. It's up there for me with Thai food and um, stuff like that. But the only thing I didn't like was the traffic. The yeah, traffic right. is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> like you can literally only travel one place in one day i um i remember i had to go less it was two kilometers away i took a grab it took me over an hour to get there oh my god yeah it was uh yeah that's the only thing that i don't like um is it not walkable or is, are there like little bikes that could just like fucking whiz no, through the traffic because actually manila is quite dangerous so i did go down some dodgy um dodgy streets most of it is really poor and kind of i've 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 never been to mexico but it's kind of reminds me of what i would think really poor parts of mexico would be like um right right like you see gangs do you you ever see guns like is that a common thing oh yeah i see guns um security guards standing outside of shops with shotguns and stuff like that it's uh a bit wild um but my friend um she grew up in in the philippines so she knows she's told me loads of crazy stories of people um, you know kidnapping people people murdering elder brothers and just absolutely nuts crazy crazy stories but you didn't get to see any of that right you're hanging around with the rich and famous right <laughs> i didn't get to see any any killings no <laughs> no, no, no. no killers oh, I'm, thankful for. I'm, thank- I'm thankful for went to a wedding um, the area I was staying in was called uh, it's called BGC, which is actually it's really weird because when outside of this area it's like really poor, like it seems more poor than Cambodia. Wow! 
yeah so some places i was like wow this is worse than cambodia which is probably the most poorest place i've been to i would imagine yeah i mean we had like yeah we saw like farms and shacks and like just yeah. you know one room where all family sleeps it, it was crazy when we went to cambodia the first time wasn't it oh this was just like you know it's like shacks with just like cloths on the door and yeah like these buildings look like they've been there for a hundred years um but the area i'm staying in was it was weird it's like as soon as you get into this area it's like stepping into singapore well wow. like huge skyscrapers um they have a oracle office there um huge skyscrapers loads of fantastic restaurants clubs bars shopping it's like you could literally actually just live in that area you wouldn't need to leave it was it's like a it was like a mini singapore so um that part of it i really really absolutely loved it was really nice yeah and then like from the city you did a bunch of stuff but then you went to this crazy island that was like super luxurious right what was <laughs> I, that that's like next level shit because some of the rich motherfuckers in the philippines don't even go there right it, it must be yeah like super exclusive Tell uh, us about... yeah it, this was actually is actually people say it's the best one so it's called aman polo okay so it's uh, part of the aman hotels which said like these uh luxury hotels and basically they just have the whole island so the whole island is theirs you have to take a a private plane an an old rickety private plane actually it wasn't too bad and you just land on this island and you have your own private beach huts uh with your own golf carts which you drive around the island and um, <laughs> wow the, the water was i've never seen anything like it so i haven't been to any of the really good beaches in thailand so i can't really um compare it but those pictures that you see of the philippines of like turquoise water yeah exactly like that just so clear um even at night you can see the turquoise it was incredible i've never experienced anything like it fuck sounds like um like how you would picture maldives you know one of these really yeah. exotic yeah. island places or like the French Polynesia, like Bora Bora, whatever. Because it's just well, yeah. as expensive, it sounds like. You know, private planes can only get there, not that much travel, and you get the whole fucking island to yourself. Yeah, it, it was uh, ridiculously expensive. Um, Are there yeah. even... So everybody on the island works for the hotel, right? Yeah. Did you walk around naked because you had the whole island to yourself? Well, no, because there, there are other guests, but there weren't that many guests. Uh, I mean... Uh, the most we saw was probably four or five and at breakfast or dinner um but uh yeah most of the time it's it feels like it's empty yeah you can walk around naked if that's what you're into (laughs) which i know you are (laughs) what yeah yeah sometimes mate sometimes the most incredible thing is they have these sea turtles that swim on the beach huge ones so i don't know if you saw on my instagram but like we did this snorkeling, which was free, and they take us swim with these fishes, and then they were like, "Right, we're going to find these turtles," and you just dive in and you just go swim right up to them, and they're huge. I, it was incredible. Never done anything like that before. Oh my days! So yeah, I have loads of them on the beach. It was nuts. Sounds like paradise. Like sounds also super romantic because nobody's there. And uh, did you say yes? Did she propose? <laughs> 
but it was yeah, uh, no. it was it was due right like definitely it was due it was all water under the bridge by then yeah she loves you now she does she, i'm i'm her favorite son i heard cuz you got into an argument with her last you, so... you... <laughs> <laughs> and then steve got out of the house and moved into the same hotel I did and then I had to go over to sort of soften the blow that Steve left and I was like oh shit what do I do oh it was awkward mate it was oh god very emotional time Steve but that first well you were a really bad influence on me that first holiday I mean I've been on lad holidays before but this was just Europe but there was quite a wild you know let's grab the motorbikes drive off semi-drunk don't drink and drive people don't drink and drive yeah you're right yeah i i was but i mean i also opened your eyes in terms of the experience of asia <laughs> and now you're here right yeah yeah it was actually to be honest it was the first one was probably one of the maddest holidays i've had actually in terms of just things that happened just the different scenarios it was just I mean, I don't think we can actually say most of them. <laughs> we can't. I think uh, we can't. You know? Yeah. I think but... The only one we can tell is the waterfall story. Yeah, well, we're like, okay, let's go to this waterfall. So first we follow the roads, and it's fine. You know, we, uh, we're we in, what, Sanukville, and we just drive. It takes us quite a long time to get to the waterfall, like so, an hour or so, or maybe two hours. Uh, I don't remember. People that don't know... Um, Cambodia, um, Sinukville is uh, it's the most popular beach town, and it's got quite nice beaches. And uh, we rented a motorbike each, and Chris wanted to go to a waterfall which I'd never heard of or been to before. So we drive along the main roads to get there, and and we're talking um, these kind of main roads. It's literally like the motorway, right? Mm. We were fearing for our lives because you've got all these trucks overtaking you and they don't care if they've knocked up the roads. So you're kind of driving half on the road and half on the, the dirt. Um, get to this waterfall. What did you think of the waterfall, actually, when we got there? It was underwhelming. It was underwhelming, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it was clearly built for tourists and then, like, Quite a few people were there, but it wasn't really a waterfall. It was like, I don't know. I, I guess it was, but like three foot waterfalls. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> oh, great. This is like Mother Nature's wonder. Like, you're just like, no, fuck, why did we take two hours to get here? You know, like, or whatever. <laughs> With all these local Cambodian families eating, you know, corn on the cob and just bathing themselves. Yeah, it was literally, oh, okay, let's get out of here. Yeah, it was super man-made, right? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't anything like uh, a wonder marvel. And then we went back, and I was like, "Oh wait, Google Maps shows a different route, which is cuts half of the time off. Why don't we just take this one?" Right? Google Maps never wrong, never wrong, mate. You can always yeah, trust. Yeah, yeah. Always trust. So, Google. <laughs> so we go back, and uh, it's like, okay, we're on the main road for a bit, and then we like hook a left or whatever. So okay. It's uh, it's it's a little bit of a road. All right, let's go down here. Then it gets less roady. But by the time we discover it was less roady, and, and more like gravel and sort of countryside roads, we'd already gone down it like half an hour. So we're like, if we turn back, we'll lose that, and then we have to, you know. So we just 
brave it and go we, down and it was the craziest road ever we couldn't physically go back up once we were down because it was so steep and it was all like broken chunks of rock basically yeah we like we were not even riding at one point and we had yeah, both foot pushing, on yeah. the side and we we're just like kind of hobbling over these rocks on our bikes yeah it, it was too steep even on the way down but yeah you couldn't go back up yeah no 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 chance no yeah, chance. you're driving past these like, like massive farms on either side, and then we get to the impasse, which is the bridge, which was oh the bridge, the bridge. Oh, <laughs> so let me let me let me paint the picture for the audience about about the bridge. So this bridge looks like pretty much like a bridge off of like Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but there's that rickety wooden bridge. You know, it looks like it's about to, if one person takes a step, it's going to go down. And beneath it, the drop, I don't know how high the drop was, but it must have been like nearly 20 foot drop, I would imagine. Between 15 and 20 foot drop and below it was, I can't remember what was below it. Was it water or? You you couldn't see it because there was so much overgrown grass, but you just didn't know what the fuck was under you. But yeah, So we thought there was a path to go round down there, but there was no. Oh, they were in um, process of building it, but they obviously hadn't completed. So um, we have to go over this bridge and I'm terrified because I'm looking at this thing and I'm thinking, there's no way I'm going to make it across this bridge with this moped. It's going to go straight through. I think we saw a villager do it, right? Yeah, that- but we we're like, how the fuck did they do it? Because the the planks weren't even nailed down. They're just like rested. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Chris decides that instead of gently pushing his bike over, he's going to go full throttle (laughs) and drive over this bridge. And as he's doing this, these panks start flying everywhere (laughs) and he loses control (laughs) and he veers off the end of this bridge. And and you don't go off of it, but you've got one tyre off and one entire on, and you're literally just hanging on for dear life. <laughs> and luckily, there was a villager to come and help us and pull you back up and then pull us across. Um, and then <laughs> I, after I saw that, I was just like, what is this guy doing? I mean, <laughs> who sees a rickety old bridge decides, right, I'm just going to put my... Just going to put the throttle on and go for it. Flags <laughs> flying everywhere. Oh, my God. And uh, yeah, I, after that, I was too terrified to the villager actually pushed the bike across for me, and then we tipped them. I don't know, I don't know. It was like five bucks, but yeah, that was a near death experience. Yeah, that was crazy. I think I actually lost control a bit. I didn't mean to just go crazy. No, no, you lost control completely. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, if you had lost that bike, you would have been screwed because they yeah. would have absolutely done you. Yeah, we had to give our passports as deposits, so it probably would have been like three, four grand or some shit. It would, yeah, it would have yeah. been bad. Yeah, I would have left you, but I would have been. Like, <laughs> I know you would have. You were, you were just laughing in the back, mate. You weren't doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, it was classic. Uh, that, that was a great. That was a great time. Uh, yeah, what what of had it any other way? If if we would have done it back, would have had it any other way. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. But the bridge, it's gone now. They've actually made it into a proper concrete bridge, which is a shame. 
So you, so you've been back uh, recently. How much of a change has it become? Like, is it a full city now? Because when we went, it was very beach towny, right? Yeah. Um, so um, I think we last went like three years ago, right? Was it th- yep. three or two or three years ago? I think it was about three years ago for New Year's Eve. And I haven't been since then, but I had seen a change in the town. A lot of uh, Chinese investment from China came in and a lot of casinos were being built, which was bringing a lot of Chinese tourists, um, not just Chinese tourists, all kinds of tourists, but a lot from China. And so last time I, I went to Cambodia in September, I didn't go to Sihanoukville. I just went to Phnom Penh and Siem Reap. And I spoke to people and they said that Sihanoukville was completely ruined. Like it had been completely destroyed by all these casinos. The beaches were just completely wrecked and just um just it wasn't the nice beach town that it was which we knew it as um actually recently i saw in the news i think about a month ago that the um, cambodia they actually banned the gambling in sinukville good so casinos have to go which is yeah it's, it's i mean it's fantastic for the beach Actually, I heard it was so bad that locals had to move out because it was too expensive, the rent. Wow, man. Okay, okay. It was like developing so far. Yeah, lots of investment in that sense. Like, I know the, it's a really famous thing where you cross the border of Vietnam to Cambodia and there's just a bunch of casinos. So a lot of Vietnamese yeah. uh, locals will just like hop over the border because, you know, gambling in Vietnam is illegal. So you just go to these casinos and come back. Like, it's a... Uh, two-hour trip right like whatever so a lot of people do that but i also heard it's very dangerous in terms of like there's a lot of people like wanting to lend you money there and like it's all you know whatever gambling does right all the crime it has around it is fucked okay so would you go back like even though the stories you've heard would you want to go back because your mom has that place there right yeah i mean the the one good thing about the the casinos was it did actually bring up the value in property to be honest how it had turned out it doesn't sound like i would have been interested in going there yeah i would i would go back yeah i want to see what it's like i want to see if it's improving um there i think some of the beaches are okay um and also there's the island uh which i've never been to which is uh you have to take a uh, a boat to go there and my sister's been there and she says it's really nice. So there's there's still that. So, yeah, I, I definitely want to go back and visit. Um, but uh, when I went up in September, I, I went to Sim Rip and that was just incredible. Absolutely amazing experience. What did you do there? What did I do? Well, I went to a bug restaurant. Okay. All right. Tell us about that. What 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 do you eat? <laughs> So, <laughs> so on TripAdvisor, one yeah. of the, yeah, well, didn't I? It's probably a better. I ate many things that I regret, um, but on TripAdvisor, there's a. I think it's in the top ten is um, this bug restaurant. I, f- I forget the name, um, but if you just type in bug restaurant, CM Rip, it comes up, and it's owned by a French guy, and he basically was a really good chef, and he wanted to create this. Uh, insect eating experience so he tries to make everything taste nice and um, 
so I don't know if you know about the history in Cambodia, but um, during the war, um, because there was a huge shortage of uh, food in many places, what um, Cambodians was actually do is they would dig holes to catch tarantulas and then they would fry them, barbecue them. Yeah. So, so you ate a tarantula? I did. I ate a tarantula donut. What? So this tarantula donut was basically a tarantula deep fried with like... Uh, like uh, dough and it was a huge one massive one like your hands sort of sized and, and what like it was so the tarantula was grounded up or was it like no, no. there's bits of tarantula in it because uh, otherwise no, it was a full really tarantula it. damn dude uh, that's even more disgusting I can find <laughs> but that, that was that wasn't the worst bit because the, <laughs> they gave us this kebab stick so we we had a i went with a friend and we had a kebab stick each of bugs and on this kebab stick was a tarantula which had no breading it was just it was like sticky it was absolutely disgusting yeah um a scorpion which was just really crunchy i've actually tried scorpion before but it was just so crunchy that i couldn't really eat it and locust um silkworms yeah silkworms ants, ants were not great um water cockroach oh god that sounds disgusting anything that looks like a cockroach is disgusting i mean when you're eating it at the time you're just kind of like ah oh, this is all right i'm just it doesn't taste great but it doesn't taste too bad but then after a while i felt really bad and me and my friend, we could both feel the tarantula in our chest, even though it wasn't physically there. But I, we, for two days, we were just like, I can feel it. I can feel it. My chest does not feel right. Like, wow. I don't know if I've ate, eaten some poison or what, but it does not feel right. Do you think it's psychological? Because, like, you guys are it's, I don't maybe a little I, bit scared of the it bugs? Must have been, yeah, it must have been. But I, I felt it. So, you know, maybe yeah. it was psychological. Um, oh. We had a scorpion shot as well, which was like, I don't know, some alcohol, which was like, I had a scorpion just sitting in there, and apparently there was scorpion blood, and it was, uh, <laughs> I would recommend it. I would take you there. I would I would definitely just, take you Yeah, there. but like, you recommend it because the food is actually freaky. You just want to see my expression, right, when I'm about to eat it. Yeah, that's it. That's why you'll take me there. You it's just want to get the shit out that... of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things that you you don't enjoy doing, but you're glad you did it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I've I've eaten like weird stuff as well, like scorpion, because I I've had people from like America come to visit, and they're always like some of the most adventurous motherfuckers. So they're like, oh, let's go somewhere and eat weird stuff. I talked about this thing where a friend saw on YouTube. Uh, a snake heart like where you can eat a live snake heart and drink snake blood vodka and he did that and i was like i would never do that but i had the vodka and granted we were quite drunk so i I probably would go there if we had a few beers before uh, just to you know uh, work up a bit of courage but uh, i heard uh, insect protein is really good right like it packs more protein in the punch so yeah. Maybe when we turn vegetarian, when the zombie apocalypse comes, because we won't be able to produce meat, we'll start eating vegetables and bugs, mate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward I think to I'd that. rather go, to be honest. <laughs> I'd rather call it a day. Tur- yeah, turn into a Z, mate. Fuck it. Have brains instead. Okay, cool. So, thoughts about Kobe? Oh, man. 
Uh, so I, I was in Manila when I just woke up one morning and saw it, and I didn't believe it. Yeah. Um, and actually, it crashed. So my sister lives in Calabasas, and it crashed quite near to her house. Shit. And um, yeah, I, I saw him for the first time over New Year's. We watched the Lakers versus the Mavs, and that was when he was in the crowd and he he said something to Luka Doncic in his language or something to get into his head. Um, so yeah, I actually I was I I haven't been this affected by a celebrity's death. I was actually really really in shock and quite upset about it because. Um, even though I'm not a Lakers fan, I've been following NBA since I was a kid and he was always, you know, the guy to play with on NBA Live 2002 or... Yeah, yeah so it was, it's really sad because he's a, he's a rare breed of athlete. Definitely. Isn't he your favourite player though, as well? Like, your favourite all-time player or not? Uh, he He never used to be. I, th- I there are certain things about him which I just absolutely love, like the Mamba mentality. Like there's, I mean, there's very few players that actually have that. I mean, who who in today's game actually has that kind of mentality? I can I can say Russell Westbrook, but he doesn't have the same IQ, like in-game IQ as Kobe. Yeah, but apart from that, um, not really. What, what is the Mamba mentality like? What is it to you like? What is it's, yeah. a, it's it's the same. Th- it's it's the Jordan mentality. It's the I'm going to do whatever it takes to beat you. It's I uh, I remember hearing a story of him practicing, and I can't remember who it was, but they were they were playing each other the next day, and they were both in the same gym shoot shooting three shooting three throws. I can't remember who it was, um, and. Kobe wouldn't leave until the other person left and he was going to stay there the whole he would have stayed the whole night if it meant that the other person left before him it's that kind of mentality the the hyper competitiveness yeah. right yeah yeah i absolutely love it and that's that's super rare in it's not just rare in basketball it's rare in sports it's yeah his yeah his work ethic is uh, off the charts would you say lebron has that as well or do you don't think it's the same I think he, uh, I think he has fantastic work ethic, but I don't think he has that killer instinct that Kobe and Michael had. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if I miss this shot a thousand times before; I'm going to still take it. That LeBron is more of a pass first. Um, I think he's get he's gotten a lot better with um, experience, but I remember in the Miami Heat days, there were times where people were question like. You know, the first year against the Mavs, he had that. I can't remember how many points he did, but he had that game where he scored like I don't know if it was like single digit points or something. It was like eight points or something. Right. Um, I could be wrong. Don't quote me. Um, and yeah, he just shied away from the occasion, and I you don't see that with Kobe and Michael. And yeah, there's some classic highlights from Kobe in terms of game winners. But yeah, the dude scored fucking eighty one points one game. Like that's fucking unreal like how can you score 81 points and that wasn't just the nothing game that was they were losing to the raptors and he had to score that many points yeah he had to do it i mean yeah uh yeah i mean it's fantastic and i remember one game against the Mavs where they were losing and he scored 60 points in three quarters (laughs) three quarters and and then they just uh, blew him out so then uh phil jackson rested him in the 
in the fourth quarter. But yeah, he's an incredible athlete and. Yeah, one of the or yeah, top three probably best one-on-one players ever, right? If if you were to play yeah. him on one-on-one, would you you know who would beat him, <laughs> right? Because it, he can score on literally anybody, like a pure scorer at heart. Like he wasn't the best rebounder or passer. Obviously, he had his great highlights or whatever. But mm-hmm. in terms of just pure getting the ball in the basket, definitely one of the best, right? Definitely. One oh of yeah, the best. absolutely, absolutely. Um, I don't know, the only person I can think of is Michael. Uh, maybe Kevin Durant because of his yeah, length. That's right, I was going to say that. Yeah, right, right. You've got to be like a, a yeah a scorer, but also think about the all-round, uh, the rebounds and, and height as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but yeah. 20 years at the Lakers, five championships. In terms of in the 90s, he was the Michael Jordan of the 90s, right? Like He, he just dominated it. He could, sort of got the torch from Jordan. You know, from that all-star game, I guess. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, also, he came out of high school, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, how, how old was he? Was he 17? 17, 18. I think 18. Super young when he came into the league. Yeah. Because they stopped coming out of high school for so long, right? It was it was him. It was. Uh, did LeBron come out of high school? Yeah. LeBron came yeah. straight out of high school. I think right. he's one of the last um, draft classes that did, actually. Yeah, great, great career, but yeah, super sad, especially also with his daughter as well, which is like, oh man, yeah, it's heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking, and yeah, she was super talented in basketball herself. Yeah, yeah, and just all the other people. I mean, they shouldn't have been flying, which is what the report said. Yeah, like what actually just... happened during the helicopter? Like nine people died, right, in total. But what? Yeah, yeah, it was the I... fog, the fog, the mist. Um, so actually the police in the era had grounded all of their helicopters like they didn't let them fly that day because it was so bad and yeah they just got caught up in it the pilot actually kobe's pilot was super experienced so fuck yeah it just puts things into perspective right anybody can can go like that Uh, yeah exactly and he did leave like a legacy like he's like so many people's influence right especially in the game right I I love that all the teams did a a tribute a twenty four second tribute where they just run out the clock uh, and even the All Star game is doing a bit of a new thing where they're changing it in terms of how how they're gonna play and it's also the the plus twenty four so each of the quarters are gonna be whoever has the most points in each of the quarters would win that quarter so that amount of money. Like, there's a certain amount of money that gets donated to a charity. And then if you add those points up and plus 24, that's the score you need to get to to, to, to win the game. So they're, tra- like they're trying to do different things for tributing. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. have a look at it, man. It's, it's quite interesting. That's really it, cool. It might make it more competitive because there's no, like, official time limit for the whole game itself. See how that goes. I was just thinking the other day, how many people, when they throw a piece of paper in the bin and shout kobe even knew like who kobe was like i know so many people in england would just be like kobe and they don't know why they were saying it that's like how how well known he was yeah exactly also he did a lot of things for like international basketball because he was so popular in china right yeah yeah i don't think jordan might be as popular as kobe maybe the jordan brand is but you know what in the 90s that's when people started to bring like international basketball or nba to like different places and stuff and that was everywhere, right? Mm. Like Kobe, 
Kobe's probably got one of the most popular shirts ever. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's move on and not get bogged down. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over this shit. What else has been going on, mate? What you know? You said you've been getting back into the gym recently. Is that is that going well? Well, I just had a month off. Uh, a month is fine, right? You've been uh, doing it consistently. You do look a lot leaner, to be fair. Yeah, actually, I lost a lot of weight just working out and not even dieting, but just kind of watching what I eat. But I took a month off because New Year's, I went to LA, see the family, watch watch the Lakers, and then we have a Chinese New Year break in Taiwan, so went to Manila. So it's been a very unhealthy month. A very unhealthy month but uh yeah um back on it just started again last week and i'll be waking up at 5 a.m tomorrow to go hit the gym jesus christ where did you get that motivation from i don't know i started working out when i was 17 in college okay i don't know i just um so before i used to do it just because oh, i want to get girls etc etc um but now you got no girls and then it was like oh (laughs) and i got no girls and just uh yeah no but now (laughs) now it's i don't know it's more of a personal personal gratification of i just enjoy being in there and lifting weights and seeing the weight increase over a certain amount of months just pushing myself and being better than before so you like that about the gym do you think it affects different parts of your life yeah, ment- mentally, I think it, I'm much more happy when I'm consistently going to the gym. So when I feel healthier, I look better and healthier. Uh, so I feel more confident. And yeah, if I don't go to the gym, if I miss a week or miss a couple of workouts, then I start to feel like, ah, oh, I'm letting it slip and it starts to weigh on my mind. So it's one of those things that I actually need to to be at my productive best i don't know if that sounds a bit weird it's no it sounds completely normal actually yeah 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 well, I, th- I think we should do that i haven't been doing any of that shit i played basketball yet no day before yesterday but the whole point was to go outside to film and i was filming in this park and then there was you know filming a bit of basketball i was like fuck it i have to play right but that was in maybe three or four weeks and it felt really good but to do that consistently and to find time to do that. Like, you've changed your whole routine, right, to try yeah. and fit it around gym, so that's really cool. But what is that thing for you? Like, what is your thing which you have to do if not you'll start to, I don't want to say get depressed, but maybe you'll be in a slump and you won't feel as good as, you won't feel on top of your, your game, or is there something for you? Watching porn? Yeah, that's, yep. Yeah. I do that a lot, though, so... <laughs> No, I think watching porn is bad, right? It's it's so bad in so many ways. Rots your brain, yeah. We still, yeah, we still do it. I mean, uh, there's probably more bad things and good things that come out from it. You know, you probably need to relieve that stress. I think when we first watched porn, I remember in the 90s, uh, like growing up, it will be like you watch Sex and the City and it's like kind of raunchy, but, you know, you could probably have a whack to that for a bit. You know, cool intentions. <laughs> Right, like that, so will, that will get you off, right? Those things. <laughs> you watch porn and it gets progressively worse. You're craving like yeah. different things because, and then you get desensitized to it. So you start doing random shit when you're drunk and you're with this chick, and you're like, "Oh my god, that was like the worst thing." You probably don't oh, even enjoy it, please, right? Could, could you elaborate, Chris? Uh, no. 
<laughs> Probably for the best, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's it, it's unrealistic sex, right? It's like uh, like films, how films are unrealistic, or how video games are unrealistic. Like porn is unrealistic, and it's really just for entertainment. But we almost expect it's like real life for us, but really it isn't. No, yeah, actually, I try not to. I, I don't watch that much. Like when I was younger, I used to watch every day, and it was just couldn't stop myself but now i just try to like you say you don't want to be doing weird stuff <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> maybe you do i don't know it depends depends on your fetishes yeah it's not bad to have fetishes but like how much of that is driven by actual want and desire and how much is driven that by the the content you consume right because i think there's a bit of both the thing that drives me if i don't do much I think one thing I found living in in Bangkok because it has been quite like interesting in terms of like I'm moving from a country where I've had lots of connections, lots of friends. I did that in Vietnam, but I had already sort of people I knew there, or I established it way quicker. But now coming here, I've been definitely more confined to my own head, and sometimes that's bad, right? So definitely people or building a support structure, like connecting with people and, and talking to them, that shit. I, I need to do that constantly, I think, or bouncing ideas off people at least, just having a good chat. I think also one thing, I, I really like work in terms of, it, it might not feel like work to me, but like creating, like, I don't know, some sort of creating, right? Either it's design work or writing or, or, or something like that. I do that at, at work as well, uh, sometimes uh, at home. So like li- these mini projects really drive me but I don't want them to last for too long, right? Because it kind of runs out of steam. I get I get a bit disinterested, but something that I can see the finish line of. So I can like work towards it and get it out. Like, for example, recording a podcast. That's quite nice. Mm. Little mini project that you can do every week. It doesn't have to stretch for like four hours, for example, right? So I really like the recording part. And then when I finish the editing, I'm like, okay, that's done. What's next, right? So little projects always excite me. But I, I do feel like I need that exercise mentality again i i do really like team sport yeah i need to i need to bake that into my routine again man definitely so when you say little projects do you not have any big projects in your mind that you do want to work on or work towards or i do so i i I set a bunch of goals at the beginning of the year so there are these bigger projects that i want to do but they're all quantifiable right so it's like events you speak at like the number of events you speak at or the number of people you want to hire or whatever your goals are so they are broken down so they can be measured the little projects would be like okay hire one person and then be like hire the next person so it can be broken down so yeah that i guess that's kind of what i'm working toward it's it's changing and i guess it's a process of self-discovery because it changes over time right so even like your goals in a year change from last year to this year I guess I'm still figuring that out, man. What do you want to achieve in 2020? Learn Mandarin. How fluent uh, are you at the moment? Terribly influent. I'm re- I'm really bad. Um, I can say my address. I can order a coffee. That's about it. It's for three years living here. It's not good. So yeah, I'm gonna take a proper effort to learn it. Even though I'm not actually that interested in the language. I would much rather learn something like Spanish or even Cambodian 
but seeing as I'm here it's just to do business here, it seems like a smart thing. To what do. about your friends there? Like I'm guessing all the expat community that, that, that you, you're in touch with, are they all very Mandarin, Mandarin fluent? Because it's so different, right, from all the, the Latin languages. No, so I know a lot of people that can't speak a word of Mandarin, and then I know people who can speak really well Mandarin. It's kind of different. Um, so I found for work, the language barrier has not been an issue. Yep. For getting around, and it could always be helpful, open up more opportunities. Um, so I was just because I could get by without learning Mandarin and without being able to speak Mandarin because I just you know, pull out Google Translate or pull out some pictures if ever I get stuck. And usually that solves the problem. So I never really wanted to bother bother with it. But yeah, now I want to make a start to make an effort and pick up another language because, I don't know, there's something about being able to speak a different language is, I don't know, it's just fun. It's just fun being able to pick up and start talking to somebody else in their own native language. Yeah, no, it, it is very cool. It is very cool. And I guess you'll understand also how people think as well right because you thinking yeah. in different languages is, is so different okay. yeah no, it's completely different yeah have, have you fully adapted to chinese food no <laughs> actually <laughs> taiwanese food i'm not a big fan to be honest there's, there's some stuff i do like like uh uh bao, which is basically soup dumplings uh shui uh, jiao which is steamed dumplings uh the beef beef noodles is really good um but there's a lot of stuff which i don't really like um there's a lot of braised meats and i'm not a big fan of taiwanese food to be honest not like other asian countries like thai food i absolutely love it Uh, filipino food now i absolutely love it um i've got to try it man i i just found a filipino joint semi close to my house but i've heard about yeah it just has a lot of meat and stuff, but I, I want to try it after that. Uh, what should I get if I want to order Filipino food? What what dishes do you remember that were, like, fucking awesome? Uh, ceviche. Oh, Filipino ceviche? Yeah, that was really good. That was really good. What else? Uh, there was something called crispy pata, which is basically... It's like crispy pork... I fucking love and, crispy pork. Yes. And you eat it with gar- garlic um, rice. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, there's so many so many good things. And there are Filipino places in Taiwan, but they're just not good. They're just It's just not the same. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe Bangkok, it's easier to find. Um, yeah, there's a big Filipino population here. Yeah, yeah. so definitely we'll find some joints. Yeah. So I recommend you just go to Manila with me. And then we'll have a good time. I mean, we haven't planned a trip this year, right? We usually see each other at least once or twice a year. So we should probably get yeah. on that. Uh, either for your yeah, birthday, my birthday, or but you have limited time off, which sucks. So wh- where do you want to go? And what do we do? Like, what do you want to go for? The food, the travel, the nightclubs, the, the rickety bridges. What do you want to do, man? <laughs> Adventure. Adventure. Like hiking shit or no? Yeah, I, I could do some hiking. I don't mind hiking. I like to see... Um, I don't know. It's because in Taiwan, we don't get much annual leave. For example, this year I have seven days 
I had a couple couple of days was taken away from public holidays, and um, the year before I had three. Wow, that's terrible. So it's kind of like, so my job's quite demanding and do some overtime, probably at least once a week, and it can be much worse. Um, so sometimes when I have a holiday, I just want to relax and just completely switch off. But yeah, there's lots of places I want to see. I want to see uh, India. India's one I really want to do. I want to do Indonesia. I've only done it with family and in a resort, so I don't actually know what it's like. Where did you go? Bali? I went to Bali, yeah, but stayed in a resort, so... Did, I don't, I don't know. It. What do you like when you travel? Do you so you like the sense of adventure? Is it like motorbike trips or hiking, seeing nature? Because we've only done really clubbing holidays, haven't we? We've drunk a lot and every single day. <laughs> no, but we do do some touristy stuff, like driving to waterfalls and. Sure, sure. But yeah, yeah. Normally, we will get. <laughs> Plastered, <laughs> plastered every single night. <laughs> we just get gazeboed. <laughs> gazeboed. Oh god, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That stuff's quite fun. I've actually cut down on doing that in just day to day life. Good, good. Like, I remember this this time last last year. I was going out Friday, Saturday, and then maybe another day in the week. I was just yeah. going crazy, and now I was just kind of settle down a bit and just think about what I actually want to do in life and what goals I want to prioritize and instead of just going out and living for the now basically the instant aspect yeah yeah I think you're right man I've been I I always go back to it sometimes It's, it's hard right when you're single it's like oh let's go out for a drink you know or like go on a date and you tempt, you're very tempted to like drink all the time or, or whatever, right? But yeah, there is definitely more to life than just that because it's so bad for you if you have it regularly. I've started to track how much alcohol I consume and it's like mind boggling, right? You're just like, oh shit. It's like screen time, right? But worse because it, uh, well, <laughs> physically you're just poisoning yourself. Like, I had a night out recently that I told you and yeah, we finished at like, seven eight couldn't get to sleep until like 10 in the morning and you can't do that stuff that stuff doesn't you can't oh, do it all God. the time man it just it fucking kills you yeah. dude um yeah, we've done a couple of those in taiwan i'm pretty sure yes yes we have <laughs> oh god and in japan first trade home yeah oh my god walking <laughs> home. walked home did we Jesus We walked Christ. from Shibuya all the way to Shinjuku because the taxis were like 100 US. Yeah, we've, we've had some. During the World Cup. World Cup, oh my God. That was really, really fun time, wasn't it? That was great. Yeah, that was great. What are your thoughts on Japan? Would you Do you want to go back or would you live there? I would definitely want to go back. I probably wouldn't live there because I remember us talking about this is an awesome place to live but yeah i would live there on that caveat of me having my own thing right like if i could make money online then i probably definitely would live there for a a period of time it's like any major city right it's more alone than you feel it is it's fucking busy and stuff but what i have been thinking about is it's so important for me to have a support system like mates 
I can see often or like at least people I can speak to to be completely in a country by yourself is something I thought it would be okay for me but since I've moved to Bangkok I'm like that's ah, okay but you know it's it's not something that I would enjoy and then you have to put more effort into like making new friends and stuff yeah I don't know I I quite like the the comfortableness of being around people you know yeah no I I, I get that I get that yeah I think I can be more alone than you can because I you are very social actually. Yeah. Out of our class in university, you were the one of the most. I mean, I remember when you joined our class in the final yeah. year, and you and you were always talking and asking questions, and I didn't I didn't know you, but I was thinking, God, who is this guy? Why won't he just shut up and stop <laughs> asking questions? What I was like, He's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I was just like, this guy's so irritating. Why did he have to join our class? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, back then, yeah. didn't really care about learning, but you wanted to learn, which was good. Yeah, I just wanted to get out. I just wanted to, all right, what do I need to pass, right? Like, also, it helps me understand it, right? Because if, yeah, I don't want to just take notes for taking notes' sake. Yeah, I've, I've realized that. I do, I do need that social interaction. I'm definitely more, or, like, I could also, you know, be a recluse and just like hide and be a hermit and hide in my apartment but i need some of that uh socialness and apparently you know it, it makes people happier right studies have shown that human connection makes people happier just i'm not gonna go randomly hug a fucking stranger you know and that would just be weird bro this for? <laughs> hugging strangers yeah 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 yeah, yeah. maybe that's you my line like yeah do you want to hug? I need to. It makes people happier. Yeah, like to hug a stranger. <laughs> uh. So, what has um, Thailand been like for you living there? Because for me, um, Thailand is always, especially Bangkok, is always one of those places I've always thought that I could see myself living in. Okay, I'll, I'll give you the honest truth. I haven't enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed it when I traveled. Because when you travel, no worries, right? You're exploring different foods. You're, you're going out all the time, you're seeing different things, and you're really taking it in. Since I've been living here, I haven't really taken advantage of that. You, you really focus on, okay, what do you need to survive, right? Or what do you need day to day? So then you do those things. And then also because I've had a, a new job, uh, when I say new job, it, it's also a new role, different responsibilities, <laughs> different things you need to focus on. So I haven't really felt like I've been in 100% in Thailand, you know? I felt like I've just established my norms and things I need, and then I've just been getting on with it in terms of work. So for me, it hasn't been great, you know? Uh, It wasn't like Vietnam, where I spent months and months and months exploring uh, and, and really getting to know everything, and then I went to work, and then I was like, great. I didn't have that with Thailand. So I think like may- I'm doing it bit by bit, but still I'm not as adventurous as I I guess once was. So for me it's like I don't know. It hasn't I would rate it a 6 out of 10 so far. Yeah. Mm. Uh I still really like uh, Taipei. I don't know if I would feel the same. I might, but obviously you being there will be different. But I don't know. Yeah, I've just Um so with Taipei I mean, I was there a whole year and I was absolutely miserable. Yeah. Because um, I, I basically was working outside of Taipei, 
commuting there every day about an hour and didn't make any friends didn't want to go out didn't want to do anything and I was gonna actually leave until somebody gave me some good advice and said what would you regret more going back to England or um staying in Taipei so that I was kind of like okay I'm gonna stick it out and then second year moved to a different company and made loads of loads of friends and it got much better but after that first year I kind of didn't really see how it could get better but I just stuck it out anyway um so maybe you're going through something like that and you just need to make stop being a loser and make some friends <laughs> mate I can't stop making friends right but they're all from tinder so <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> oh god it is a blessing and a curse at the same time there's a few friends I have here but yeah I I don't know yeah maybe that's what I need you to do nightlife I have but not I think I've been clubbing once or twice, but more like bars, just like conversation stuff. Yeah, they're, they're nicer. They're, they're definitely nicer. I don't want to get like so sedated that I'm like just like floating around in this nightclub, right? Uh, that is really fucking Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Uh, so what, what other advice would you give me? How did you get out of your slump, like in moving into your second year? Was it the change of environment of a new job? Was it the social aspect? What else was it? Or was it a mind frame sort of thing? Well, it was more, yeah, it, it was it was a combination of things. The one was I knew I was staying longer term. So um, before I was barely going to the gym. So that like I mentioned before, that's really important to me. So I was going max once a week, if that. So now I knew I was staying longer. So I got myself a proper gym membership and I'm going four times a week. Um moving to a new company where I know some, I knew somebody in the company. So, um, he helped me settle in and then he introduced me to lots of people. And then, um, I really got into the nightlife here, which made me meet a lot of people. Um, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> going out every, well, maybe once every weekend, but I, I was going quite, ham going to a lot of social events and parties and stuff yeah um, so that was always something exciting to do at the weekend which kind of made me think oh i can't wait to get to the weekend oh oh yeah i split up with my girlfriend as well so <laughs> that actually um, in the first year i was in a long distance relationship so that was kind of that part of the unhappiness i guess yeah uh, and then as soon as that ended i was wanted to go out there and put myself out there and just i don't know i had a, had this motivation just to try and improve myself good mate good get that's some great girls oh, no not just to get some girls no just to improve myself just to be better actually but obviously that's part of the motivation <laughs> yeah the gym the girls a, and, a yeah. big a big part of the motivation, the part <laughs> of the motivation. yeah like doing maybe trying stuff that you've never tried before um, for example, I went to a, I went to a dance class, which awesome. I would never do in England. I went to a, it was swing dancing, and I was by far the worst person there. But it was, I had a blast. Yeah. Um, uh, I I would really recommend that. Lots of cute girls there. Lots of cute girls. Just go there, talk to some people, or you can find like a Facebook group or something. Like, um, that's quite can be quite a good way to meet people. Um. I tried out wakeboarding, which was really fun. Trying to do different things. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll build a list of things I want to try. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, you've got to keep the balance of also working on like career and uh, monetary goals. Usually they take like a higher um, priority, but it's good to make sure you have the other things as well. Yeah, man. Like, so this is it for me, right? I've been focusing so much on that the last maybe five years. Granted, I've been doing things I enjoy as well, like traveling and stuff. But I focus majority of that time on the career thing that right now I'm thinking about stepping back and maybe having it like trying to zoom out and also focus on the like what else potentially do you find rewarding so maybe it's like recording a podcast maybe it's filming maybe it's doing these little side projects so I'm trying to refigure out things whether it's like what do I want in terms of career or how do I make it so I'm financially independent so I don't have this career stress right uh I'm I'm not yet experiment uh experimenting with how to make money from creative projects what I'm doing is just let's do creative projects and see where uh, see where it takes you right because I think if you just focus on the money aspects of it it's gonna be a lot harder some some people have motivation just because they like making money I'm not one of them I'm more like does this interest me and if it does, I'll just keep doing it, and then, and then figuring out a way to make money is way better, right? Because I don't think that's well. Even though that's the end goal, you want to do stuff that makes you happy, right, or that you're interested in. So that's yeah, the way I'm trying to build new it. skills. You're yeah. building new skills doing these projects, yeah. like with podcasting, right? You're learning how to talk. I need to learn how to talk. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> yeah, no, but you're learning how to edit and. Yeah, there's a bunch of skills. Um, definitely, definitely. It's, it's, it's good you're doing it because a lot of people get stuck on. Oh, I need to find the perfect idea, and they're just kind yep. of always stuck in that same spot. Actually, I wanted to do it a long time ago, like six months ago, because I was getting into a lot of podcasts back then, and I would like to do it. And I just basically delayed myself. It's only until I found Jessica. She was like. Yo, I want to do a podcast. And I was like, all right, let's do one next weekend. She's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Fuck it. So, like, I also need someone to uh, kick myself in the ass, right? So, and a lot of friends in Vietnam had that. I would be like, yeah, let's do it. Like, you know, they would have an idea or I would have an idea. And then we all just do it, right? But having someone to sort of work with you or keep yourself accountable really helps for me. Because I, I, I want to do a million and one things. I just don't. But if, someone else is counting on me and then i'm like yeah fuck like tonight i had a motivation to not to do it because i was like oh i kind of just want to watch tv and then you're like i'm ready i'm like okay let's do it <laughs> i mean i actually had that same motivation but i i blocked out the time well i blocked out the time yesterday for you but sorry mate you could make it and that's fine so then i blocked it out today and i was like yeah okay let's, let's see what it's like and this is this is really fun i yeah. absolutely love it actually it's it's really fun, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we should definitely record more. And I think uh, the next couple of episodes, let's have some like overall topics that we care about. Like, I would love to know more about like your gym routine, how you built it, because I think that's quite fun. Where you like picked things you've liked from the past or fits you, mm. and then you know, and how you change it up. Because they say don't keep the same routine for too long, right? You have to adapt and, and like keep your body surprised and, and all this stuff. So I'd like to know like 
maybe your previous nutrition routine, your gym stuff, but also what's going on at work. Maybe we've run out of time here, so maybe we should stop recording. But how can the people find you, Stephen? Um, they can find me on Instagram at Stephen Owen 7 Oh my god, you need a new handle, mate. That's the worst handle. <laughs> Stephen Owen 07. No, mate. No, nobody's going to find you. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> You should have seen my first ever email handle was Stevie Wonder at hotmail.com. That's definitely better than Stephen Owen 07, mate. You got names, numbers, fucking alphanumeric shit. I just I just went into my name and then obviously my name was taken and then so I, I just put my lucky number in. Yeah. I do I do want uh yeah, I'll come up with something. I'll come up with something. Alright, per Stephen Owen 07 on Instagram. <laughs> at the moment interim name we, we'll change it maybe it should be like steven underscore o or something something easier for people to get all right uh you can find me at semi-grown kids thanks for listening layers layers drop